hold on tight, buckle up. And as BJ likes to say, clutch your pearls, because you are about to get a reaction on church girl from two lifelong church girls. Now, while Beyonce has pastors and members of the clergy all bothered, rattled, and in a perpetual state of taking offense, I've always been a firm believer if something doesn't apply to you, you won't get offended, which makes me wonder why so many good Christian folk are on the defense. The Queen Bee has them talking again. Everyone from bishops to legendary gospel artists to the beehivers and even your next of kin. Let's call a spade a spade. And please know this isn't meant to be shade, but what really has us good Christian folk all afraid? Is it, is it the fact that people are calling out the double standards? Or maybe because sometimes the good church folk are quick to judge, condemn, and slander. The truth will set you free, right? then why are we so afraid of younger generations' desire for transparency and more candor? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the word of God should be altered. What I am saying is we need to recognize that the toxicity of our judgmental ways could be preventing people from wanting to come to the altar. Are we causing more harm than good? More trauma than we should? being meaner than a snake, and then beating people over the head with the Bible on Sunday like it's the way to sainthood. But I digress. <laughs> Call me crazy. But I'd rather be next to the kind-hearted churchgoer who occasionally turns up than the mother of the church giving you the side eye forgetting that back in her day, she too used to be turning up. I saw that old picture of you at the juke joint, Mother Johnson and pastor with the red eyes at the Funkadelics concert in Wisconsin. Oh, how quickly we forget we were young too. So food for thought, how about we embrace people the way Christ embraced the tax collector, Matthew? Let our actions align with what Christ would actually do. And for those of you have, who have been subjected to persecution at the hands of self-righteous dogmatism disguised as the teaching of God, as Christ said on the Sermon of the Mount, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Remember, people have their imperfections and judgmental folks may have their objections. And God wouldn't have made you in his image if he didn't deem you worthy of being a figure of his reflection. Look to God for direction. And remember, all the church folk who are judging, you too have to answer for your mixed givings on the day of resurrection. And I would be remiss if I did not end it by saying, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. know what we're talking about this episode this is actually uh, part one of a two-part episode called reactions of a church girl and we are naming it that because we're not just reacting to um the song that was recently released we are actually reacting to our lives to, to things that we've experienced we're giving you some of the real deal things that that mj and i both have experienced growing up as church girls um Man, so so let's get into it. And, and let me just let me just say this. And this is the only disclaimer y'all about to get because we going in. OK, this is this is bourbon neat. All right. This is not even we're not sipping tea. We're not putting no ice. We're not watering stuff down. This is the only disclaimer. We are not here to be anti-church. 
Uh, if that's who you are and that's where you're coming from, I hope you heal from that, okay? Um, so that's not what this is about. I still go to church. I went just the other day. MJ goes to mass, you know what I'm saying? So it's not about, hey, you need to stop going to church. The church needs to be shut down. That's, that's not what this is about at all. But we are here to say that there are some issues that, uh, that need to change. And then also... Our bigger point is that we want uh, women, especially who have gone through these things, um, particularly black women in the black church, um, to acknowledge it so that you can heal from it. You can't, you can't heal from anything that you don't um, acknowledge. And sometimes you can grow up a certain way, hearing certain stuff your whole life. And then it's dictating your actions, it's dictating your thought pattern, it's dictating uh, how you treat other people, and you don't know where it's coming from. So that's our point uh, for this. All right. Oh, girl, let's get into it. Let's get, uh, uh, where do we even want to start? Okay. <laughs> Just where where do we even want to start? You know, we could start with the song, right? And people's yes. reaction to it. Yes. And I can't think of I won't name the bishop per se, who, you know, had his reaction, but but he's not alone. You know, a lot of right. pastors and members of the clergy have felt very strongly about her right. song and what she said in it. And right. you know, I, I, it, here's my view on it. The reality is people who go to church also, you know, they turn up, they, you know, and like for us to put on this facade, like, oh, you know, oh, how dare she, she sing about this? Now, I mean, it was, it was like, oh, wow, she went there. But at the right. same time, I think we have to acknowledge sometimes that we contradict ourselves too, because- absolutely. You know, one part I was joking where I said, Mother, Mother Johnson, I saw them pictures of you back in the juke joint back in the day <laughs> and the pastor too at the Funkadelics, you know, Funkadelics concert. But the reality is a lot of us, especially when we're young, you know, we're engaging in some of the same behaviors, but yet we get older and we forget. And it's like, you're condemning this, this next generation. This is why they don't want to come to church. Some, some of them. Now, I'm right. not speaking all of them but I have talked to a number of generations of years who are like I'm spiritual not religious I don't want to be bothered because mm -hmm. every time I come I feel judged mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm wrong so like they are telling us like hey y'all come off mad judgmental mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and some of the biggest gossipers I've ever met in my life have been churchgoers okay. <laughs> you know so so okay. internally if if that's our goal is to evangelize and you know accept the next generation and reach out to people re reach out to the wayward quote unquote then, then we got to do better because people are just like no we tired of this hypocrisy you judging us when I know you used to do some of the same things and some of them are still doing the same thing mm -hmm. absolutely the, the biggest critics it's like okay but you're you you none of us are perfect we are all doing stuff we shouldn't be so we need to right that in <laughs> absolutely yeah anyway sorry I could go on and on I get passionate because I remember whoo, I had some incidents I was like really Listen, <laughs> you know and, and, and y'all this is why we we've already decided to break this up into two parts because you know there's so much to say and we both have so much of our own story um to tell with this but but before we even move off the the, the topic of the song um you know, first of all, it, the, the timing of the release of the song was kind of perfect for where we were in our recording. So I wanted to, to put that out there too, is that talking about the damage of um, that the black church uh, has done to, to black women, <laughs> uh, let that marinate. We were already, you know, on top of that. We'd already talked about it. We'd already decided on, on doing this. And then this song was released and it just made, it was just perfect sense. So, you know, MJ is, 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 I think way nicer than I am. <laughs> That's why I'm um, like, next week, I'm sure you're going to come with that fire. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, I mean, I'm, no, 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 your piece was on point, but it was, <laughs> it, it brought the heat for real, but I mean, just nicer in terms of, you know, you, you have the DI aspect that you come from. So, you know, how to be probably more, more politically correct than I do. So, um, you know, I don't have a problem calling names. My sources that I've looked up, okay, you're supposed to cite your sources, that Instagram, YouTube, is all over. You know, you can Google it, um, that if I'm not mistaken, this was Bishop Patrick Wooten, Mm -hmm. uh, who made these comments and in the in the video clip of the sermon he literally um calls the her work a piece of trash 
he said that uh, he, she had told her souls of the devil and this was sacrilegious and that we needed to just denounce, you know, publicly, openly rebuke. So, you know, I don't want this to be an episode turning into, you know, bashing him for, because he has a right to say what he wants to say in his pulpit, however common. I will say I have so many problems with the delivery of that. Um, and that is not to say that you can't disagree. That is not to say that you can't, a correct, if you feel like some correction needs to happen, you know, but correction is for the edification of people. And so my issue is when I start hearing you and I don't hear God in what you're saying, I got a problem. I got a problem with that, sir. I did not hear any love at all. Okay. And so when, when I, when I'm now hearing and I'm, I'm in the church, okay, grew up in the COGIC, the church I go to now is COGIC. And when I hear from your mouth, you're being rude, you're being mean, you're being dismissive. Um, I look at that and I listen to that and all the people just applied and it, it made my blood boil because mm. Uh, you, we don't have the right. I don't care what anybody's doing. Y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be turned up. Okay, I'm going to be turned up because this, <laughs> this, this topic is home for me, all right? I don't care what somebody is doing. None of us as, as a two-legged human being on this earth have the right to be rude and be dismissive and make somebody else feel like they're less than, okay? We just don't. Nobody has the right to do that. And I did not like how he stood there and, and belittled Beyonce as though she was not a person with feelings. You know what I'm saying? This woman comes under more scrutiny than probably any of us will ever experience in this in this life. OK, it, it, it just she is constantly talked about people call her names i'm sure she does not even look at social media how could she and keep and stay in her right mind and it ticks me off because just because a person is a celebrity that doesn't mean that they don't have feelings that doesn't mean that they don't have emotions that doesn't mean that they don't hurt that they don't cry that words don't hurt them so how are we as church folks especially someone who's in a clergy position who is supposed to be weighted down with so much grace and so much mercy and so much love, how can you open up your mouth and publicly drag somebody like that that you don't even know, mm -hmm. even if what you're saying, if you, if you just honestly believe it's true, if you've decided in your mind that this woman has sold her soul to the devil, by the way, I keep looking for references for that in the Bible and I cannot find it where people <laughs> are acting like, there's some line you can stand in and go to the devil and talk to him and shake hands and then he give you all these riches and then you trade your soul. That is how people treat her like she's done that. I don't see that nowhere because I believe that, that was possible to do. There'll be a whole lot more rich people. Okay, there's gonna be a whole lot of folks trading that soul. All right, so I don't, I don't, I don't like that. But even if that were true, should she not be receiving more love and more prayer and more welcoming and more inviting? Should that message not have been, baby girl, we love you. I might not like what you're doing, but come see me, come to church. You got a place here. We want you here. Is she gonna turn around or any of her followers or anybody that loves her, anybody that likes her, are they gonna turn around and get their life to Christ as a result of what that man stood up there and said? Absolutely not. And so that's where the question comes to mind is the church doing more harm than good because when you forget that the purpose is to draw people who we believe okay by our own standards because we ain't going by the bible standards no more we're going by our own standards and by <laughs> our own standards these people are not living the way that we believe that they should live in order to go to heaven i heard somebody behind him yeah yeah you're going to hell okay if that's the case shouldn't you be being nicer to her shouldn't you be reaching out your arms to her shouldn't you be offer her a hug and so this is where it gets personal for me because a lot of times in my own life what I experienced was the church is a place the church as a whole I'm not talking about any particular denomination I'm talking about black church okay because my experiences at the white church have been different amen but that's another topic for another day so uh, the church as a whole has become a place where grace and mercy are taught in theory and are not demonstrated in practice. And I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. And no, hey, you know what I have a problem with? I'm gonna straight up go here because uh, let's talk patriarchy for a minute. Now, I have an issue 
Now, now, mind you, the song is called Church Girl. So it's female focus. It's, it's made right. by a woman. But we quick to condemn women up in the church. It's like, okay, you know, you got all these rappers, male rappers, and you got plenty others who have made some really, really crazy comments when it comes to religion Please. and faith. I can think of, I'm trying to think of the Lil Wayne lyric in particular. I can't think of it. But you know, you got a ton of them always talking about, yeah, I'm the God MC. I'm the God of rap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they refer to themselves as God. You know, like, I just don't I understand. Whole, I I'm sorry. I Kelly made a whole song in which he was pretending to be speaking in tongues. That was that was the backdrop yeah, I, of the song. I never heard that song. What song yes, is that? Ma'am. Google it. Look it up. He, okay, was, look it up. <laughs> he was talking about... <laughs> Um, how he, you know, puts it down, talk about, you know, the, the sex is just so good that he had a woman speaking in tongues. Uh, and the, the the backdrop of the song, it sounds like somebody mimicking somebody speaking in tongues. And I'm not saying that nobody has said anything against that song. It's a, it's an old song, but the but, but to your point, it's it's so much harder, and it's the hammer drops so much harder from men towards women than yes. men towards other men and not just hold on not just men towards women also women towards women yeah I, I, the, 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 i'm like y'all need to have the same energy you know when other artists <laughs> like if you're going to do it really i don't think they should be judgmental and telling people they're going to hell for any any music they make we don't know that person's relationship but we don't know that you know that's not our place to say if a person is going to hell or not but what? I just have a, a problem with the fact that there's so much hypocrisy. And when I was talking about the hypocrisy and the double standards, that's what I was referring to. It's like what women experience in the church compared to men as well. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, really? Exactly. So she's the only one who's ever, you know, has something to say about the church. No man has ever said anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and while we're on this topic... <laughs> She, she, you know, because part of his issue was that she sampled um, the Clark sisters. Right, she did. And first of all, the Clark sisters don't have a problem with it. They've come out publicly saying, you know, hey, stop bothering the girl, the woman. But she sampled the Clark, Clark sisters. And I think that, um, and, and this gets into how the church in times can feel very cultish, C-U-L-T-ish. Um, we don't have a monopoly or some type of ownership to where only we can sing gospel music or only church people can use gospel mm -hmm. music. It's weird. It is weird that we get possessive like that over, you know, and, and, and she took the song, this is what he said, the song of a real church woman. How do you like, how, how are you? possession over that we don't have possession over over who can praise God and who cannot we don't we don't get to you know anybody can can praise God in song anybody can sing a gospel song they don't, they don't have to be a quote-unquote gospel artist or to meet your your standard you know what I'm saying um it, it, the Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God it don't say anything about you getting approval from other human beings because you are never going to get that so my my we don't have a some kind of dominion over gospel music and you know <laughs> the, the music is really a universal language and the the cross section or the intersectionality between gospel blues R&B, uh, those things have been crossing each other for years, for yes. years, okay? You okay. can hear, um, quote unquote, secular artists in gospel music. You can hear gospel music in secular artists, all right? If there's a song right now, if you turn on by Israel and New Breed, and I love the song, you will hear California Love by Tupac. Yes, you will. You will hear dun 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 So... If you play um, You Brought the Sunshine by the Clark Sisters, one of my favorite songs, you will hear Master Blaster jamming by Stevie Wonder. Also one of my favorite songs, you know what I'm saying? So that, that type of, you know, sampling and, and using different types of music to, to express something, it's been going on forever. And so I, I don't understand why, 
you know, a lot of times we as church people have such a negative reaction to it. Like this was hours and hours alone and you're an outsider. So you're not allowed to, to use it when mm -hmm. shouldn't it be a free for all? Shouldn't we want more people to be hearing? Exactly. Exactly. And you know what, you, you touched on like a bunch of important points, actually. So yes, music is a universal thing. And we sample from each other all the time. Like you said, there's so much crossover in between genres. It's like, to, to claim that you own something, like, <laughs> oh, how dare you touch something? When you know, I'm listening to some of the gospel too, you can hear the hip hop influence, you can hear the R&B influence, mm -hmm. like you said. And here, here's another thing that really bothered me about the response. And, and you know, we don't know Beyonce's story. We don't know her personally. Mm -mm. But, it, you know, one could infer based on that song and based on how she's had to deal with so much backlash in the past that at some point she may have been hurt by the church or hurt by somebody mm -hmm. um, in the religious space. We don't know. We don't that know. To me, I felt like that was a missed opportunity to be like, okay, can we reach out to her? Because obviously, you know, she, she, you know, she feels some type of way about us. What? <laughs> like, what, what can we do to extend that olive branch and, and embrace a sister? You know, and, and so that's, that's the part where I was just like, this is, y'all just missed the opportunity over and over to connect with people who may, who may want to reconnect with the church, but you, you keep beating them over the head, you know. Yeah. It's like, this is not helpful. <laughs> and yeah. this is where it, it hurts personally. It's painful to watch. We continually give people this message that you're an outsider and you don't belong. And that is the exact opposite of what Jesus said when he came here. That is not, he did not come here just to sit up here and walk around and hang around with people who already were believers in God. That's, that wasn't his, he, he, that wasn't his purpose. So we continually give out this message, um, you know, on a macro level and micro that this is our group, it's our thing, and you're not allowed to come in and join us. And so it's constant missed opportunities. And it's also, we're not strategic. Okay. So we're not thinking about the fact that how many people gonna go and Google the Clark sister song now. It's a whole generation of people who follow Beyonce that don't ain't never heard of the Clark sisters, don't yeah. even know who they are. That's and true. so because she sampled that song, and because the Clark sister came out and said, Thank you for sampling this song, so many people who have never heard that song and maybe never would have heard it, they're going to Google it and they're going to listen to it. And they're going to hear the Lord now. They're going to hear the gospel that we say we want to spread. Mm -hmm. They're going to hear the message of being in the center of God's will. And it probably won't stop there. If you are a music lover, when you start saying, oh, they sample this, let me go listen to it. Mm -hmm. And then you end up listening to another song that that person did. And then you end up listening to another song and researching. And, and you just don't know what avenue God is going to use to speak through somebody or 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 to to speak to someone you know mm -hmm. Charlton Heston um, played uh, Moses in in uh you know the, the New Testament years ago Old Testament I'm sorry the Ten Commandments that's the name of it years ago he was an atheist at the time he sure was that's right I read that somewhere okay. yeah um uh, is it C.S. Lewis that wrote um, the Chronicles of Narnia, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? That story, look at C.S. Lewis, that story is really, when you watch it, the, the lion is, is Jesus. It's, it's very, very clear. Mm -hmm. And that witch is Satan in that Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. When he wrote that, from based on what I've read now, y'all, my info is wrong, then I will, I, I will absolutely come back and say, sorry, I gave you the wrong info. But based on what I've read, when he wrote that, he didn't even realize that he was writing about Jesus. He didn't get it. He was just writing a, a story at the time. He didn't realize it until later. So if we go and we condemn people and shut people down and, you know, and, and have such an issue with folks, what opportunity are we missing to, to, to invite these people to, to, to Christ? 
what mm. opportunity are we missing to to show and to share some love you know what i'm saying and instead too often and i'm gonna keep saying we because i'm a church person but too often we show people our ego instead of showing them christ we okay. show them our ego instead of showing them love and that's problematic especially when, when you know the bishop made mention that he said well um Twinkie Clark knows. I don't know if she knew what what Beyonce was gonna do with the song, but she knows she's not saved. How she know that? Did she tell her that? Or you know, how how do we know that? Are you did you talk to her to Beyonce? She said she wasn't, or did or are you assuming that based on what you the music that she puts out? Is that your assumption? Because truth of the matter is, it don't take as much to be saved as we've been trying to tell people it takes. It don't take all of that. It does not. <laughs> You to accept Christ, you accept them, and that's it. It's a done deal. It does not take all of these different uh, fifteen thousand flips that we have told people that they have to turn in order to, <laughs> to to receive Christ. It does not take all that. All you have to do is just say you receive Jesus and you believe Him, okay, to be the Son of God. All right, and that's that's really all it is to it. So my question is, how how does He know that? He doesn't. He's, he's making assumptions. It's purely an assumption just based it's on true. the music she's done. And I can tell you, I've watched some of her documentaries too. Um, oh, she, she grew up in the church. I know she grew up in it. Her family, they were active um, in church down in Houston. They went every Sunday. At one point, I remember in the documentary, her pastor was in it and they were praying mm -hmm. over her and all that. So we just don't like how, to assume that she's not saved. You know, we don't know that. That's the problem I have with it all for you to say like, oh, she going to hell, that lady yelled out, or, you know, you sold yourself to the devil. How do you know? Nothing. You don't. So you How cannot, do you know it's dangerous. To me, I think it's very dangerous to have that kind of rhetoric and to put that kind of stuff out there. Yes. Because then other people look at it like, dang, you know, well, I actually like that song. Well, I, I, I'm choosing Beyonce. So, you know, you don't want it to become divisive and you've made it divisive. Right. Instead of just saying, dang, you know, why she put this out? Let's ask her, like, hey, yeah. what's up with this? Um, you just came fully, full on judgment mode. And that's uh -huh. what's keeping a lot of people away. We right. And and it was attacking. Was it necessary to make your whole speech about this person? Like you you just launched an all-out assault, <laughs> a verbal assault. And, and, and there is a way to get a message across. There is a way to get a point across. There's a way to, to even say that you disagree. First of all, I can't even understand why it was brought up because if you if you think she just sold us all to the devil, why are you listening to her music? And then why does so many people in your congregation know what you're talking about when you, you know, because everybody was clapping. So I'm just trying to understand how all these people know what you were talking about if they don't, if it's devil music, why, 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 why are they listening? And if they not listening, they don't know what you're talking about. You can best believe they're going to go Google it after so they can hear the song. So I just don't, I don't understand the point, but there is a way, whether you agree with the song or not, whether you think it's sacrilegious or not, there is a way that you can season your words with love and you can season your words with grace and you don't have to attack people. And just coming from a personal level as a church girl, I hollered to the top of my lungs the first time I heard the song. Okay, because I have not, I have not downloaded the album. It popped, the song popped up on my Pandora, and it immediately struck a chord with me. It resonated with me. Again, I don't know what her purpose was when she wrote it. I don't know what her interpretation of it is, but I didn't just hear, oh, you know, the part where she's talking about twerking and you know, da 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 da. I heard that part about nobody can judge me but me. I felt that. That that kicked me in my stomach. That part about where she, it was almost like she was saying, um, you know, church can be so, such a place of pressure. Mm -hmm. And yes. you feel that you need to get some freedom from that heaviness and that pressure. That's mm -hmm. what the song said to me. I've been that, that church girl out on a Saturday night, baby, honey, out, okay? Or, or leaving on a Sunday, going out and having to feel torn between wanting to have fun, um, not wanting to have to wear some ugly denim skirt all the way down to my ankles with them thick white socks and thick white tinted shoes, tinted shoes, okay? <laughs> um, between, torn between that and trying to figure out how to have a balance. 
how yeah. to have a life, how to enjoy myself, because that part wasn't taught. And I think that it is, and again, I, I, I thank God for what they did teach us. They taught, they taught me how to pray. They taught me how to call on Jesus. They taught me how, you know, to protect myself. They taught me how to sing a hymn in the middle of the night, honey, when my soul is bothered. They taught us a lot of things, but at the end of the day, that idea sometimes that they put out there made salvation seem like something that was just unreachable that yeah. it was reserved for a certain amount of perfect people and mm -hmm. if you get saved and you still have lust okay that's what all they call it it can't just be hormones right, right. Uh, <laughs> if you still want to have a glass of wine if you still uh, you just cuss somebody out yesterday. If you still get an attitude sometimes, then you're not you're not close as close to God as you're supposed to be. There's a hierarchy that mm. if you do all of these things, then you are righteous. And then if you don't do all of the things, then you're just not, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and you're going to go to hell. And for a long period of time, that affected me because I I thought something was wrong with me. Like I I prayed I've I've accepted Jesus into my life. Why do I still want to have sex? What's going on? Because the desire for this is supposed to be gone totally now, right? Because these people are walking around as though they ain't human. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that message is so dangerous. It's dangerous yeah. and it's a turnoff and it's a lie because you are still going to be human whether you accept Christ or not, you're still going to be a human being until you die. Exactly. There you go. And here, here's the thing. So I got a, a few thoughts. And you touched on something too, when you talked about Jesus wasn't necessarily reaching out to the people who were self-righteous. Like he was actually like, look, y'all, y'all doing the most over here, the self-righteous, but I want to reach out to the people. That's why I mentioned Matthew, the tax collector, right? One of his disciples. He's like, I want to connect with those people who are, you know, sincere, who are authentic, who may, you know, just may not know which way to go. And I think mm -hmm. that's the approach we need to take in terms yeah. of evangelization. And let me let me tell you this little fun story <laughs> and where I experienced some firsthand trauma as a kid. So, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, I'm super inquisitive, I'm always reading, I'm always trying to learn. And, you know, one day I asked somebody at the church, I was like, how do we know God is real? Mm. I looked dead at her. I was like, I mean, what evidence do we have of this? Her reaction was, do not talk like that. Mm -hmm. You do not want to go down that path. You do not question the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, a fast track way to hell. And, and, you know, mind you, mind you, I'm about 12 years old. No, maybe 11 at the time. That was her response. Mm. So if we could talk about fear mongering a little bit, can we talk about fear? <laughs> okay. Can we go there for real quick? Okay. I. And, 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 you know, that has been a tactic of a lot of faiths, it, it, like a lot of different denominations. And I, I see it particularly in the faith I'm in. I see it quite a bit. And it's like, God, if God is love, why do we feel the need to have to instill fear in people mm -hmm. and use that tactic? And really what it boils down to is control. That's what it boils down to. It boils down to control. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Who are we, like, why are we doing this? You know, the, the fire and brimstone. Like a lot of this is just not in line with what Christ would have done. So like straight so far away from his loving, embrace all people approach. Sometimes I just don't know how we get there. I'm like, this is totally contradicted mm -hmm. everything that he taught us how to, you know, to be, to embrace your brothers and sisters, love thy neighbor, you know, like you would love yourself, whatever. It's just, it's crazy, but yeah. fear mongering it, that, that for me for a long time, I was scared. I was Come scared. On. I lived in fear. I was like, yeah. Oh my goodness. If I do this one thing. I will go to hell. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm you know, and finally it took for me to, you know, start coming out of that mindset to be like, yeah. you know, I know this is not, in line with what Christ taught, He does not want us to live in constant fear. Um, right. And it took me to learn on my own uh, and talk to other people too, not just, but but I will never forget that moment. For me, it was right. almost traumatic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It made me feel like the worst person in the world for questioning, for asking. Yeah. 
seeking clarity. And I was like, this is the worst response. And I made up my mind in that moment too. If I ever do have somebody come to me who wants to learn more about God or faith, I would never respond that way. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> we would have an open conversation. Yeah. Sorry. No, you, you no, are, you are <laughs> girl, you are so on point. And there are probably women listening right now who have trillions of stories um, like that. It's probably a lot of guys going to listen to this episode too, you know, um, who have stories like that, similar to that. And, and there's so much, man, we used to be so scared of going to hell. Like I, like when they, <laughs> when they would do, um, altar calls and, and they, you know, there were, there would be times where there was just, somebody's going to die. Somebody is on their way to hell. We know it. We you know, so, and the altar would just be flooded, flooded, and and that wasn't uh, coming out of out of love. That wasn't even coming out of a curiosity about God. That was coming out of a, I'm afraid that you're talking about me. I'm gonna die this week, and I'm gonna go burn in hell. And for a long time, I think really people thought that that was okay to do. I think folks still, you know, some some people still may think that it is okay, but that I don't even believe that was the purpose for which we were created like God is not about fear tactics mm -hmm. if, if the Bible says that God has not given you a spirit of fear then how are you do you think you're gonna come to him and serve him because you're terrified of the of the consequence of not mm -hmm. okay and I'm not saying that you don't have a fear of God in, in sense of a respect or an admiration um mm -hmm. your or an adoration but I but I mean to the point where you they making it like it's abusive like people who are in an abusive <laughs> domestic violence situation they will fix that person's food they will stay with them they will serve them because they're afraid of what will happen if they leave they're not really there because they have a deep love and 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 concern or a desire to be with that individual and so it's the same thing. It's almost like, you know, for a long time, it took a long time for me to get to a place where I realized God is not this entity sitting up on the throne waiting on me to do something wrong. And then here comes the lightning. You know what I'm saying? Like it took a while, but but I do believe that that fear goes, like you said, with control. Um and 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 and, and you know, just putting my therapy brain in here a lot of times when you are trying to control uh, a narrative uh that's often to cover up incompetence mm. okay so you're afraid that you know people gonna find out that you don't know instead of accepting that 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 person probably couldn't give you a good answer she probably didn't know <laughs> she probably did not know how to answer that and instead of saying you know baby I don't know I'm not I'm not really sure, but let me try to find out. I can't give you, they, they will try to scare you out of asking any further questions. Yeah. Um, Y'all have heard me say this before. I'm going to say it again. I am not hotep at all. However, comma, that fear tactic of don't ask me no questions, just do what I say. That is a version that was taught to us during slavery, okay? And I just need us to drop that off, all right? <laughs> because... People, you know, you have people that would like to say that Christianity is a white man's religion. I do not believe that because I believe Jesus was black when he was on this earth. Uh, but I do believe the version of it that was taught to our ancestors as slaves, um, it was weaponized. Okay, they, they took it and they weaponized it. And that's still happening a lot. And so that fear that was passed down from the slave master that to to our people, our people kept on passing it and just passing it and passing it and passing it. Instead of saying, you know what, I don't know the answer to these questions. Let me sit down. Let me ask myself, why do I believe what I believe? What is the purpose? Why do I really follow God? Why do I really want to do this? And that's one thing that I can say, you know, about my father, uh, my dad, he don't play that. He don't, he doesn't believe in just doing what other people are saying because they told you to. He right. was always like, you need to understand why you're doing this for yourself. Now he ain't just hundred percent liberal on a lot of stuff, but when it comes to that, he kept a Bible. He kept the Quran in the house. He kept the, the book of Mormon in the house because he's, he wanted to study all of it. He mm -hmm. had questions. 
to 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 ask and he's a preacher in the church of god in christ but he is a well-studied man because it helped him to know why he believed what he believed yeah. but a lot of folks you even bring up reading another book oh that is the devil oh. don't, 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 don't do that that's the devil's book don't 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 don't, don't even open that up because the spirit of that book while you're reading it can just jump on you stop it cut that out cut that out i've heard that before oh you know like we talked about this last episode me being in the inter interracial interfaith near oh i've heard it all like oh is he gonna Uh pull away from your christian belief (laughs) we are both strong in our faith and like (laughs) what yeah no no i've heard that and here here's the thing I will say this, kind of going back to Beyonce for a second. I think she's very smart. I think she knew. I think I think she went into this knowing, like, I know I'm about to have the church folk beat up yep. on me. And they played right into it. Yep. Yep. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Because she knew that was coming. That of course, you know, controversy builds up more, you know, listeners. But I feel like they could have totally said, we're not going to play into that. You want mm-hmm. us to react a certain way. Well, we're going to react with love. We yeah. are going to react with compassion and understand it. And we're going to try to get you in here. <laughs> I feel like they could, that, I'd like, just, I can't get over the fact that I feel like it's such a missed opportunity over yeah. and over again with not just her, but so many people. Yeah. I'm like, and she, she 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 went into that knowing like you know what i'm gonna make the song yeah <laughs> she, and, you know, i'm a ruffle feather wait yeah. and and again like you said you know we don't know her struggles we don't know where her mindset was we don't know why you know she chose to release that at this time um but it's absolutely a missed opportunity and it's so much hypocrisy you know you mentioned in your your piece about you know mother johnson we saw that picture of you and, um, but then you can turn around and just be so hateful and so mean towards somebody else. And it, it's, it's sad, MJ, that I don't have to go back and look at old pictures of, of some of them to see, you know, some of the things that they did. I see what you're doing now. I see how mean and nasty you are to people. That's not God. I see now how you are gossiping in the name of prayer and you call somebody talking about pray for sister such and such and all you really doing is telling sister such and such business come on now uh, we see that you know we we see <laughs> so many things and we've experienced so many things that go on uh within the church and people overlook that as demonic activity but you mm-hmm. will you will sit up here and call this person out and say they sold their soul to the devil well <laughs> If she did, at least she got rich off of it because you are sitting over here broke and can't even pay your bills and you're backbiting and you are stirring up discord, all of which God cannot stand, okay? You are over here with a mean spirit and he don't like that either. So it's like, when are we going to get start to look internally and stop? Because another reason for that, I believe, that control and the issue is I can feel better about my crap if I focus on and call you out for your crap. I can overlook the fact that I know I'm not doing the things that, that, you know, are pleasing to God. I can overlook that if I'm really, really loud. I mean, really loud about your stuff. Okay. Because this gluttony that a lot of folks, uh, a lot of us commit, I'm talking about at every meal. uh, I can overlook that. Okay, I can say that, you know, I can overlook that my body is the temple of the Lord. I'll, I, when I, when that scripture comes up, I'll just point at you and you're fornicating. Okay, I'm not going to look at the fact that I sat there and ate myself into diabetes and high blood pressure. It's still a temple, ain't it? A temple is a temple, yes. So if you sat up here and your doctor told you, hey, you're killing yourself with this food, with this pound cake and this fried chicken, you are, you're, arteries are getting clogged and you're killing yourself and you keep on doing it aren't you uh in violation of your body is the temple of the lord aren't you just as much in violation as ray ray smoking his blunt okay i don't understand that i don't under, or, or this person who has an alcohol addiction or this person that's living with their their somebody they're not married to or whatever how is it that we can look at you know these specks in other people's eye and then don't look at this big fat log in our own that is tired mm-hmm. 
that narrative is tired, it's played out and it is turning people off. It has turned people off. And a lot of people who even like church don't even want to go because of church people. Mm-hmm. We are like serving Jesus up on a garbage can lid, like and expecting him to be appetizing to folks. The message is great, but the uh, the vessels that it's come out of is problematic and it's hurtful. And yeah. something has to change. Yeah. Well, I oof. <laughs> so I'm glad this was a two part because I definitely um, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit when we were talking before, but I've written open open letters to the Catholic church in particular. And, and I go into more detail about it next week, but about, because uh, we deal with certain things that are unique because uh, it's still very patriarchal. Well, no, it, it's similar to, you know, CLGIC where you can't mm-hmm. have and priests and you can't, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's steeped, steeped in European Eurocentric mm-hmm. patriarchal um, traditions. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just been an interesting, interesting journey, you know, seeing where people want religions to go, like not necessarily becoming more worldly, but they want faiths that are like calling out issues and faiths mm-hmm. that are, you know, standing up for people, but, but some churches just don't want to go there, but yep. they're quick to condemn, like yeah. some you condemn like sexism and homophobia and racism with the same energy that you condemn in this R&B artist right now, you know, I just feel like our focus, the focus too, of what we choose to condemn and call by name. I just, I just would like to see us have that same energy with some other things. So I kind of, I'll read a few excerpts from my, the article I I wrote, if that's okay, next week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I, I was like, can y'all have the same energy, you know, for, for when George Floyd was killed and a whole bunch of other stuff. So anyway, but I'll get to that next week. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I feel like as a whole, we've been worried about the wrong thing for so long. Like, and, it, and I feel like that is one of the major reasons why the church as a whole uh, can't move forward, you know, and I, and I keep emphasizing black church because you know that's kind of what we're talking about because when you get into evangelicals and feeling like they can be racist and christian that's a whole that would have to be episode three okay so we're just kind of talking about yeah you know growing up in personal experiences and i have so many stories man that at one point i was like done i was done with church people I, I, um, I, I, I can honestly say the only reason I go now is because my bishop and his wife now are not like that. You know, they still are, are uh, they hold to a lot of traditions, but they're not, um, they're good hearted people. Yeah. You know, they're not the type, even on a personal level, they're just not that we finna sit up here and talk about you and bash you type of, that's just not who they are as mm-hmm. people. And so that makes it um, easier for me to connect. But 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 I mean, it's still some people within the congregation that are absolutely <laughs> will talk bad about you and talk down to you for ridiculous reasons, man. And it's it's so unfortunate um, that we can be so violent with our words mm-hmm. towards other folks and and don't want to uh, accept the impact that that can have you know you just said and said this woman saw her soul to the devil how do you know that's not going to totally break her you know what i'm saying her her emotions i'm sure it won't because people have said worse mm. but um you mentioned earlier in her in uh you were talking about her documentaries and i've heard her in documentaries say thank you jesus thank you for this is just a beautiful she was like on a boat or something she's like all this beauty i'm able to see thank you jesus and i'm i know the bible says you can't be a demon and thank you jesus a house divided against itself that's not gonna happen and it's it's unreal that we don't accept that i mean people people said jesus was demonic people said john the baptist was possessed (laughs) with the devil so how long are we gonna keep on 
going around and around in circles with the same stuff and damaging people because nine times out of 10 it's doing more damage to her followers to you know to the beehive to you know um it's, it's doing more damage to the public than it is to her personally because i'm sure she, I, I would think she has gotten to a place where she can kind of shield herself from some of this crap i hope so but that's not gonna draw anybody man we cannot keep hitting people with this on Esther style of uh, uh, religion. The, that didn't work on Sanford and Son. It's not going to work now. And right. um, I can only imagine how it feels, you know, for someone who it doesn't go to church on a regular basis, who, you know, may not have a relationship with God, to get those blows. I can only imagine how they're treated because I know personally how I have been treated on the inside <laughs> and that was an evangelist i can't think of who it was some years ago she said the um the army of god is the only one in the world that crucifies its own soldiers Ooh. and do we not do we not can we not but we but we do we do we we slice people to shreds and so i would love to see us get to a place where um where a song like hers doesn't have any merit but right now it absolutely does because the church is often a place that you have to get freedom from and you mm -hmm. should not it, it, that's how i felt i had to break free i had to unlearn a lot of things that i had learned my whole life not just growing up um but because now i've come back to actually to the church where i grew up so I'm not just talking about there, but just my whole life around uh, church people, a lot of things I had to unlearn um, about God, about how to treat other folks, about myself. I had to unlearn it. And then I had to learn for myself who God, who God is. I had to learn for myself what love looks like from God, what mercy looks like. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful place, man. It's a beautiful place to be, but we take it away from people so much because it's like, mm -hmm. we want it to be the me, my four and no more club, you know, and, and church shouldn't be the mean girls table. No, it shouldn't. It should not. Yeah. Well, it, this, this has been good. I know we probably got like a few minutes left, but yeah, part two is going to be fire. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your piece. Cause I already know you don't hold back at all. And um, yeah, no, this is this has been really good, and it has, it's helped remind me to, cause like every once in a while, you know, we're all human, we're all subject to being like, mm, what she got on, um, you know, whatever. But mm -hmm. remind myself, like, mm -mm, everything you do, you need to come at a place of love and come at it the way Christ would. Oh. Like, and you know, if somebody does come to me for advice or you know they what's your opinion on this or what do you think about this scripture to always you know just think about your approach and the right. effect that can have a person because that could that can make or break their whole experience they might be like you know what nah I think I'm good on the whole Jesus thing yeah because it's all because of how you responded and it, like I hope people don't listen to this as like just nothing but criticism but more than anything it's a call to action like yeah are we doing to be more Christ-like? Right. How can we change our approach? Because we, mm -hmm. we're pushing a lot of good people away and a lot yeah. of people, yeah. So hopefully people see it that way. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, we, I think that we have to start looking at everybody as potentially good people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just, just, just view everybody that way. Not regardless of where they are right now you know and 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 right it's not just criticism because pastors are are held to a, a sometimes a ridiculous standard by uh, the public you know they, they don't have any room for error and that's crazy too like you you know they can screw up uh they can make mistakes they can mess up you know even even i even i don't agree with this pastor's um the way he handled this, I feel like this was a mistake on his part. You know what I'm saying? That he can, he could come back from it. I, I would hope, but I think that a, a lot of it just starts with just saying, "Would I want somebody to do this to me? How would I feel if somebody else did this to me? If somebody stood up in front of a room full of people and belittled me?" How would that make me feel? Would that make me feel like I want to just come running to Jesus? Or 
anything going to make me feel like, you know what, screw all of y'all. And I think if people start to put themselves in other people's shoes, you know, um, then a lot of things would change. And, and I will say this, even in defense of pastors, a lot of times, well, for me personally, a lot of the trauma and things that I've experienced hasn't been at the hands of the pastor. Um, sometimes it's at the hands of the people in leadership. It's at the hands of the, the ushers. It's at the hands of these other folks that are supposed to be ministers and the church mothers and all of that. And, and the pastor ends up getting a bad rap because, and they don't even know what he or she doesn't even know what happened. They just know you left. And the next thing you know, you bashing, you know, your own Facebook, them folks over there at such and such church. And then it looks bad on the 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 pastor the leader and they don't need they're not even aware you know of what went wrong so it's it's not always uh at the hands of that particular person that's just one person you know what i'm saying but i think that that the lay members i think that uh people who are trying to spread the gospel just just spread the gospel you don't have to spread your hurt and your wounds and your trauma and your nonsense and your junk you don't have to spread that part just <laughs> ask god to heal you so you can spread the gospel to people um and just give people more grace so i think uh i can't wait for next week because i am ready to go there and go a little bit deeper um <laughs> with some of these experience that experiences that shaped me and how i had to Man, I, 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 again, I get that song. I get it because it's times where you just want to go, just go to somewhere with some loud music, and just <laughs> let loose, let it all hang out. And that should not church shouldn't drive you to that point, and it it can. Mm -hmm. I've had some experiences. Y'all better tune in next week, baby. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> because I'm ready to go there. <laughs> Like, I want to hear more about your story because I feel like you you got some good stuff. I got some more stuff too, like some stuff that was said to me. I'm like, wow. wow. You call yourself a crick? Oh, woo. <laughs> wow. <Right? laughs> like, really? You just, wow. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is definitely a good episode and uh, I'm looking forward to next week, my friend. <laughs> I am, I am too. In the meantime, y'all, just spread love. It's, it's, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. It seems like it's it's the one main thing God asks us to do. And it's the main thing we can't get that one thing right. If we could just get that one thing right. If we could get that right, I, I wouldn't have my job. Like I, I wouldn't need, I wouldn't have to teach people how to be inclusive. <laughs> like I wouldn't have to. Exactly. I would have way fewer clients in mental health <laughs> if we can just love our neighbor as ourselves. I, I would I would have way way fewer I would only be seeing people who actually have something organically wrong with their their thought process or their brains most of the people I, that's not the case most of them have been eternally damaged by things that they've experienced so if we could just you know love your neighbor as yourself and and put yourself in somebody else's shoes and just remember that person that you think deserves love the least that is the person that needs it the most yes. and if we can just show that you know if 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 that's somebody that you think has sold their soul to say then that person is your that's your target that's the one you need to be going after with and hitting them with all the love that you can because love covers a multitude of wrong love covers love the love of god is stronger than any other power period so if you think somebody's coming from some negative crazy place which i do not believe that beyonce is i want to make that clear that's not my stance but if anybody thinks that then that's the one that you need to be bombarding with the love of God every single day, all day in prayer. You need to be calling out. You need to be, you need to be posting and tweeting, girl, the church loves you. We love you so much. God loves you. You don't know how much that woman needs to hear that. And then you're going to sit up here. Let me not start up again. <laughs> I know you're about to start up again. I'm like, oh, I can tell this is a this is a topic you're like you you you've had a lot of experience. I can tell dealing with some uh some different shenanigans and views. Yeah. 
whatever you may have experienced. I could tell. Uh, yes. yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We're going to uh, get into it. So y'all uh, drop us a comment, especially YouTube family. Drop us a comment. Let us know. Um, what are some of your thoughts? Um, what has been your experience uh, in a church? And it's okay if you disagree, you know, uh, yeah. I just say be kind, but even if you don't, uh, oh, well, we're not going to go back and delete anything that we said. So, you know, uh, <laughs> drop us a comment, let us know what you think, and make sure you join us back here every Tuesday. We drop new episodes. All right. All right.